Where my gunshot at, Coop? Oh my god, that's terrible. We do not own the copyrights to this music, goddammit. New Nipsey Hustle featuring Jay Z on Nipsey Hustle and Jay Z. What it feels like. Yes. DeMarco, DeMarco, bang, bang. Drop on the clues bombs. Ooh. I'm gonna have to let the whole thing rock because these niggas are crazy. Sign up. Olay, Gregory, Thompson, pregame crew, we here. Gregory's already drunk. He's already gypsy. He's already gypsy. That, that's the word of the day. Thompson's looking very 1970s car wash worker ish. Shout out to Nip, shout out to motherfucking whole Judas in the First Black. First of all, that verse right there. Dog. That verse right there, First that's of, my favorite rapper. Right there. That nigga's amazing. You gotta, like, one of our boys in the group that we're in, the rap group that we're in on Facebook, posted all the lyrics, the lyrics and I so. read it over like four times. Dog, Dog he did, he flipped the triple entendre with the Drake line. Mm-hmm. You didn't even hear the Drake line because niggas were still kind of, we were all kind of talking. But he flipped the drink line. You got the double drink from Aubrey, blah, 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 blah. And when I, I got a 40 sitting on my lap, and then they listened to that shit, and then, the, like, it sounded like 40 produced that or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck, nigga? He's wilding, not wasting a word, not wasting a syllable, no bar left behind. That is an artist. This one trying to, te- like, <laughs> people don't get it. I mean, I don't even say an artist. I want to say he's an MC, man. He's no, really- no, 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 that nigga it's a true artist can paint with their words. Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, paint it with their words. Yeah, Bal- that's what Jay Z does. Bowen, Richard Wright, all of them. All of them. Uh, yeah, I mean Tony Morrison, mm-hmm. fucking Bell Hooks, all Sister of them. Soldier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bristol Soldier. But yeah, <laughs> all of them. You know what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, man, that that movie that we'll talk about the movie later, but that song, that track right there, and her her shit, her shit about the freedom. The soundtrack is actually good. It's, I played, it's pretty I good. I played that for one of my students. When I, when I checked the her joint. Yeah, we had we had, well, we had episode <laughs> episode two hundred eight. Skip the check in. Let's just go on to the yeah, topic, yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, niggas, you good? Niggas, you on vacation? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I, Let me just do the intro. Let me do the intro. Let's not. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is, this is Role A, episode 208 of the pregame podcast. I'm here with my co host. I'm here with my co host, Bree Bree, aka Bree with the shoulders, aka Bristol Soldier, and my nigga Thompson, aka Kooti, aka Mr. DJ Incredible. How are you guys doing this evening? Feeling fantastic, man. Feeling fantastic. That's a good one. Word. Things. I'm on vacation. Yes. I started my vacation after work doing a Valentine's dance for my students. Yes, Lord. Um, and we did the lounge room. Oh, what does that mean? And these are for all the students who don't want to be in a hype room or the gotcha. other type of room. Mm-hmm. And we had a lounge room and the kids in the lounge room had an amazing time like it met everybody where they were at so students can go in different places. Mm-hmm. It was so lit. Dope. That's dope. 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 What about you, um, sir? Dope. Oh, sorry. The third thing is, same as the first, I'm on vacation. Hey, we lit. We lit. You got any plans for the vacay or not? Nah? It's the fact that I can have so many plans that first I got to have options. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Sir, how are you feeling today? I'm, I'm feeling good, man. Yo, good weekend. Um, good week. I mean, came up this week from the Super Bowl. So, uh, I still didn't get my five, but okay. Man, first of all, I'm just gonna wait. I'm not gonna sip right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, get let him finish. Come gamble. This is a, this is about it. I was gonna take a sip and then choke. There's no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's it's self preservation. <laughs> self preservation. Nah, man. Sip in a point. All I gotta say, I mean, granted, we're gonna eventually touch up on the top topic, but like, congratulations, uh, you know, TB12. I mean, ring number seven. Hey, Jay, Lucito. I don't know if you're listening, nigga. One of the worst takes ever. <laughs> and I'm mad I followed your dumbass. Glad this out. Yo, I think it's going to be 28-24. Bruh, I think nah. whoever wins is going to win by four points. Nah, yeah, that nah. was a good call. It was dead wrong, bro. <laughs> whoever had their predictions of that being like that close. A close game, yeah. Bro, that was dead wrong, Dumb bro. wrong, bro. And I'm glad I made my game was how I did it. Because I most definitely hit on three different platforms. So I came up. Hey, what's my still, five, though? I'm still waiting on... Uh, I'm still waiting on one more deposit, bro. Okay. All right. I mean, the other one here, I have to take care of bills. The other one here, I got to you know, take care of my kid. And the other one, you know what I mean? Because my phone's playing. There's people in life who have who owe people money so that people don't ever leave their life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You're going to be here tomorrow. You're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. President's yeah. Day. Yeah, man. Sure, That's a nigga cool. I can't, can't complain, bro. Other, other than that, man, my week was smooth, man. I, oh, uh, my God. Word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait, wait, wait a minute now. I'm going to do it real I'm quick. Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic week. I had some busy work that I had to do for work, but it it is what it is. I got all of it done. And yeah, man, like I'm just excited to be here. It was, I, I, I absorbed a lot of black content this week. Mm. And since the last time that I'm feeling blackity black, but I'm also feeling inspired, which is very, very hard for anybody. Most form of blackity black. It's the 1920s inspired. It's uh, it's very hard for me to be inspired by anything but the young people who embrace their potential and like seize 
seize like their lives and like go after it politically and civically. But this shit right here got me. This week right here had me on some other shit. So I'm in a great mood. Um, so with that being said, let's jump into our first topic: Super Bowl reaction. I do the same shit. That's why I'm laughing at so hard. Bruh, she does it all the time. Bro, all the this time. This is what I look like to you. Well, <laughs> to, to wait, hold on, hold on. For my defense, I'm on a keyboard for work, bro. So like, that's why my I have to move my uh-huh. hands, bro. That's why now I've been playing video games See, trying to move my hands. This is about work. I am anxious, so I like. To nah, I, I move this my hands. I'm gonna know what it is. I'm gonna explain it because I'm not a black man. I, <laughs> I am anxious. You need <laughs> grows are I gotta move my hands, bro. You need grows are different. What? I'm just saying, bro. I'm about First to topic. Super Bowl. Super Bowl <laughs> reaction. <laughs> what was it? Super Bowl Fifty Five. <laughs> I told you. Super Bowl 55. I told, I told you. Listen, I'm mad. I'm mad. I, I told you. The only thing I'm mad about with the Super Bowl is that I placed two bets on two different days back to back and I lost both bets because of sports that weren't football. Uh, I mean, That's the only You most definitely would have came up. I know I would have. You would have came up three I, times. I know. <laughs> three times. Not twice. But <laughs> no, no, no. It was Saturday. We did one on Friday. I did one Friday. Then I did one on Saturday. That's and then it. we did one on Sunday. To another one. Did we do ten? Oh, I did. It, yeah. I did. Yeah, 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 that's true. So it's another one. You do. You threw in a basketball game. If you didn't do it. What about up three times? Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't doing that tomorrow for the for the Usman fight. But TB twelve, TB twelve. He won another one. Seven rings. Call that nigga seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean seven. Uh, for light. I think that's he what. He got light. more rings than Ariana Grande. For sure. She had seven for her friends. Seven engagement rings or whatever. Was it seven or was it, it seven? It was seven. It was seven. I thought it was seven. Definitely si- was it it was seven. I thought it was seven. It was seven. It was seven. They, they have the same amount of rings. But Ariana didn't do nothing but pay for them shits. Fuck. So no one no one gives a fuck. fuck. But this nigga really won. Yo, they blew them out, bro. It was a statement game. Like, 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 like twice in the regular season? I say less. That nigga said, bro, beat me on the biggest stage. Oh, wait, you can't? What was the best part of the Super Bowl or aftermath? Brady winning his seventh, or Brady being drunk as fuck on Wednesday. Drunk as fuck. That's my drunk. Brady was tre- tre- uh, was trending on all social media platforms. Oh, like, good, like it's still trending. <laughs> this nigga threw the goddamn Vince Lombardi trophy from from his from one boat, boat to, to the boat, boat, from his boat to Gronk's boat, and all the wide receivers and, and niggas on the offense were on Gronk's boat. And Cameron Brake, the white, the one of the white boys, caught that shit. But if he didn't catch it. That should have broke. It would have been in the river. It would have been fucking river. <laughs> yeah. Or it would have broke his fucking face because that's just like 10 pounds of, of pure like platinum silver. First of all, they tackle grown-ass men who work out as much as they do. He'd have been okay. No, nah, he would have lost all his friends. <laughs> yeah, bro. He would have lost all his friends. If he just went away, like awesome shit. Like, this is a heavy <laughs> speaker to pick up. Now, imagine this speaker and then make it fucking this tall and add more, and it's all silver. And- yeah, a and, ch- and I'm cheating. No, he he literally like yeah. the baby. He was a, yeah, he was like what? <laughs> I'm and saying it was like playing taps with the fucking nigga. Oh damn yeah, damn this nigga Brady was damn letting damn. loose, bro. And all you know was crazy. And and um, Skip Bayless said this, and I'll give Skip credit because I don't usually give him credit, but he was just like on on uh, uh undisputed uh today or yesterday to Shan. He was just like I was on Twitter and I never seen the Brady haters give him so much love. Because no, they've bro. never seen him act human. Yeah. He looked relatable for the first time. Yeah. And that's the shit. Like, people don't see LeBron, like, drunk. You've never seen him drunk. We know he drinks. We know he sips wine. Wine, yeah. We know he owns a tequila now. Look, shout out to, to Le- put together, huh? They're always buttoned yeah, up. You got to. They're always buttoned up. 
So, like, to see Brady like a fucking frat kid, he had one of his security, one of his like, boys. Car- like, literally, carry his shoulders, nigga, like, like, like this. Yeah, he's walking with, like, yo, bro, I went, like, and every, every person he saw that he knew, he was like, wait, hey. stop. He was like, hey. Having a conversation and everything. Hey, He I was have. like, yo, what's up? He's holding his fucking daughter. He's like, hey, man, what's up? Bro, hey, as hell. Bro, if that shit would have hit your face, ugh, that would have been horrible. Like, he was drunk. He was Brady human. was out here, bro. He was human. Drunk Brady was living his best yeah, fucking bro. life with his little cinnamon colored t shirt and his dad half flipped backwards. That, yeah. And I like nigga. He what like they uh, Skip said he won the Super Bowl celebration MVP over Gronk. That never yeah, happened, bro. <laughs> Seriously, honestly, that's crazy. That, that stat wise, he Gronk should have won the MVP. But he gave it to Brady because it's like yo, no. But bro. he won like the po- he won the MVP yeah. and the celebration. Usually, oh, Brock yeah, wins yeah, the celebration because yeah. Brock is a wild boy. I don't yeah. I have not seen that on one video of that nigga Brock yeah, celebrating facts. nothing. Facts. Like Brady was all over the place. Drunk Brady was trending, nigga, Fuck, on right. everything. I was like, so, wow. So many gifts, so many memes. I, honestly, I gotta I gotta give it up to Drunk Brady just because of some of the fact that's like yo, even at his caliber. And the fact that he spends millions of dollars on his body, he just said, "You know what? Let me let me let loose for right, once." He earned it Seven, for yo, once. Imagine going. Imagine being forty-three. All right, boom. Imagine ten years from now, we are the top fucking podcast in the world, and the whole time we're fucking popping, we're buttoned up, and we don't get into any controversy. We never in the headlines for anything negative. We always say the right thing. We teeter on the line of being PC. Or we just say things that are so well put together that we never get in trouble for saying controversial statements. Maybe we get a headline here and there, and it's like, oh, the PGP crew, you know, say that, this, that, and the third. But it's things that we say that has the internet split down the middle, and people are literally... on both sides of the Yeah, there's people debating what we said. And like it's not a bad thing. I'm on this side. It's not a bad thing. Like I'm on this side. Tell what side exactly. Like we, we, we it as we're a contrarians. We contrarians. We play devil's advocate. You know what I'm saying? And then one day they just see us out, and there's a video that spikes because fucking one of our friends just decides <laughs> to record us, and we out and we getting lit. I know. But we're doing good things. We're like it's day, we're day drinking. We're in we're on vacation, nigga. We're in Tulum. Yeah. We're in fucking I'm Dallas. Or something. Let me just again. Let me just let me crack loose for once. Yeah, and I, that's, was, that's was, what it felt like. It was the drunk tweet for me. That shit was funny. Yeah, he said, "Let me see here, just uh, just uh, just a little tequila." What's up? Like what he had his little tequila, right? That was the crazy part. Like he completely botched tequila. Like you could tell, like he was really that drunk. Was drunk, bro. He was drunk. That nigga I, tweeted. <laughs> like tweeted, drunk like, time tweeted. <laughs> not, not I have to tell you something. When that video came, when that stuff came out, you know his agent was like, "This is gonna be so bad," and didn't realize how good it was actually. Oh yeah, Bruh. because it was it was a humble experience. Fans. Yeah, yeah, but that's what they think. It works in Hollywood. Oh that's yeah, stiff, stick up your ass, kind of like. He is also MAGA, but I'm willing to overlook all of it. Because well, it's, this level of freedom is what leads to open thought, which mm-hmm. leads to the right path. So I'm not say that. It. Say that louder for the motherfuckers in the back. Facts. I'm not mad at it. B B. Look! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's drunk as hell. Fuck, nigga. Had the shades on. We've had to do that to each other. This nigga is—he's rich. 
Like it's crazy. Where the hell is that tweet though? I'm not mad at it. I'm I'm happy. It most definitely put a, a better limelight for a lot of people towards for him. And personally, yo, seven, bro. Like, did look, Brady suffer any major losses this year? No. In terms of like people in his life, no, no, nothing. Yo, the both his parents still alive. Both parents still alive. Both parents still alive. He's still kissing that still, old ass dad of his on the mouth. Shut up. <laughs> he really is. That's the fucked up part. He's, both parents are still alive. His wife is healthy. His kids is healthy. The only thing recent recent news that he's gonna undergo minor surgery for his left knee, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Other than that, this man's so on top of the game. Think that something's gonna go absolutely wrong with that surgery. He's never gonna be able to play. Nah. Just, just I mean, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, but I with the, with the amount of money he's making, bro, they're gonna make sure that knee, that stem cells in that new fucking knee. They're gonna inject more stem cells in that bitch. He's gonna keep going. I honestly think realistically, because he has one more contract with the, uh, with the Buccaneers. I, I foresee them going back to the Super Bowl. And I foresee Tom Brady probably getting like two more rings before he says, all right, I'm done. Nigga, if he gets to nine, that shit is crazy. Nah, man, I, 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 I don't think. I, I think they win again next year. And then that's it. I think they go back to back. He gets eight. And then it's like. I'm done. Who the fuck? Like, because if, if he gets eight, nigga, Mike Evans gets two. Gronk gets fucking six. Mm-hmm. No, f- uh, no. No, he gets four. five. He gets five. Five. They got four together already, mm-hmm. or some shit. He's no, you know, Gronk will have how much? Yeah, Gronk has three or four. Cause no, they won three together. This is four. This was okay. four. So he won three in New England. He was part of the 2014, 17, and whatever the fuck we won again. Yeah. And um, everybody's gonna get two, and everyone that stays on that team is gonna get two. And it's just like, bruh, at this point, what are we even talking about? So he's one of the dopest white guys on the planet, only because. He's did it the way that he didn't want to do it, buttoned up and reserved and under a fucking dictator for 20 years, and he did it without this nigga, and that's a big reason why I think he's just, fuck you, nigga, I'm drinking, I'm getting fucked up the Patriot way, oh, you're yeah, on a was, duck boat yeah. in the wintertime, oh, yeah. and you're ha-ha, like Gronk is catching beers I, from strangers and, and opening so them and I'm, smacking I'm in, them. I'm in shorts. <laughs> I'm in shorts. On a river in Tampa <laughs> Bay, nigga. With a salmon colored shirt on. But also, he, you got to think about it. He brought a couple records. The first Super Bowl team to host. Like, and win. And win. And win. And win. The odds of that. Are- Bruh. Bruh. It, it never it, happened. It, it, he did it. <laughs> he did it. By himself. No Belichick. Like, that's, that's the part. Like, when people tell mm-hmm. you, oh, you ain't never going to be nothing without me. We were talking about it I two mean, weeks ago. Yeah, that's the same with thing. With Lacey and Corey. Like, that's the same thing with like Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, Last night, Kobe couldn't do it. No, that. yeah, like, I mean. Hey, Kobe, tell me I'm how my ass tastes. I'm so mad that you looked at me like that. What is the truth, though? Just like when he did hey, Kobe, those, It was the eyes, because the eyes turned those... first and then the face turned. <laughs> tell me how my ass tastes. Hey, Kobe, no, but tell me how my ass tastes. Now, I mean, a lot of sports, especially duos or certain things that they pair up people, is like, yo, you can't do it without this person. This nigga did it without Belichick. He said, shut up and listen. Now I'm going to do it without Belichick. I'm going to get to the top three quarterbacks in that division. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, conference. Not even division, conference. Excuse me, the conference. Two. On the road. Two. He did. While he beat Washington's defense, they were top three in the league. He beat Drew Brees the week after that. Drew Brees, they bodied them in the regular season. They actually beat them twice, but they embarrassed them the first game, and they embarrassed them the second game. Then he beat Aaron Rodgers, everyone that they fucking suck off and say, hey, this guy is better than Tom Brady. One Super Bowl. One Super Bowl on his belt. On the road. Beat him at home. 
beat him at home decisively too. Like the, the last <laughs> yeah, touchdown, bro. nigga. We know we know garbage points when we see it. Like in basketball, <laughs> if I'm up thirty in the fourth quarter and you lose by five, who the fuck cares? I fill in the niggas who don't who don't play. Like fuck, <laughs> that's a, they beat him decisively. First three quarters. This nigga, this nigga Rogers, after the game, was blaming everybody but himself again because he's a bitch. Facts. And then he goes to the Super Bowl. The young protege wins the Super Bowl. What be? Well, he beat him last year. And beat the, him last year. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Titans. It was Titans. Yeah, the Titans beat us. Tennessee beat us. Yeah, yeah. But he never, yo, he never beat Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, he yeah. beat him in the regular season. Yeah. yeah. On the second game, because hmm. I was there for the first game hmm. with your ex, and they won that game. Hmm. It was thirty-four to thirty. And then the second time we played them at the end of the season, Kansas City won. Mm. And then in the playoffs that year, they lost in the AFC Conference Championship to Brady. And then we went to the Super Bowl and we lost to Philly. But this nigga beat the nigga who everyone is sucking. When I tell you they're sucking them off, I don't understand <laughs> how these niggas' jaws don't hurt. Nah, I fact. really don't care. It's a fact. Su- a fact. They suck off Patrick Mahomes. So, and this nigga, he's a weirdo, dog. He puts ketchup and mayonnaise on his hot dogs. He And he likes it. He's one of them niggas. Exact. Don't even look at me. It's a real so thing. He wasn't supposed to say that, but he said it. Anyway. He said it out loud. Biracial, light-skinned weirdo. He's a weirdo. <laughs> He's a weirdo, nigga. And t- and and this all oh, where he the throws that he can make the athleticism in there. I've never no, seen. No, he has the. T- he has the. I've the never game. seen. I've, uh, uh, no, uh, I've has, never seen. To, to, uh, to, uh, wait, uh, I'm playing a little devil. He has the talent, and they have. He has the gifts. And do I foresee him being the next coming of Brady? No. Who else? <laughs> No. Who else? He got one. He got to get six more. You know how hard that's that. gonna be. I understand that's hard, but at the same token, he's proven to his caliber that he can get. He's a different game. type of quarterback, nigga. He's already been injured seventeen times. Brady has never been injured the amount of times no, he, Patrick got he got injured. He he tore his ACL one time off a bad hit in twenty fucking one years. One time he had a, a season. Yeah, yeah, he had to set up the season, nigga. This nigga Mahomes already had ticky tack injuries already. He's had like 10 of them. Right. It's his third year. Well, it's going to be his fourth year. So they're sucking him off. And now I'm was like, you will never be the GOAT because you lost to Tom Brady. You'll never be the GOAT. And it's true. You lost to the nigga that everyone said you were better than. You went toe-to-toe with the fucking current GOAT. He was heated. He was pissed. He was you know how like you know how a light skinned person is heated because around their eyes turn red. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's <laughs> eyes, no shit. Like no, for real. Because eyes were glossy. It was like all around here. Yep. Glossy eyes. Mm-hmm. And everybody no, he, looked at. He, he gl- could have looked at his grandmother in that no. moment. He was. He was, he was glossy eyed because he was running for his fucking life during the whole game. And, but in that post game, this nigga was like, "That's the best. That's know, the worst I've lost in high school." Cap, nigga. Now you, now you've been good since college. No. Here's, here's one thing that I know for sure: when um, Tampa Bay fans saw the performance of their defense, they were like, "Thanks for fucking showing up." Yeah, no, they got so much better. <laughs> no, nigga, they, the Brady, better. they won eight straight games. They went undefeated after their bye week. They won the Super Bowl at home against the current reigning Super Bowl champions. champions. Not only did they beat them, they, they beat them niggas by more than two touchdowns. Yes. They didn't even score a touchdown. Yeah. It was a score field goal. It was three field goals. goals. Yes. Bro, just on that alone, like if we go, we get, we, we gamble on big sporting events. Not all the time. Because there's not going to be a Super Bowl for another year. Mm-hmm. But 
UFC fights, you know, fucking all-star game, who's going to fucking win, East-West, whatever, shit like that, the odds go up astronomically. So the more money you put up, the more money you're going to get back. The Tampa was the underdog. And that's what I, and, but I, and, and you bet. won because me, because I kept telling you. Tampa no, I right. know, no, I knew Tampa was going to, no, 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 no. It wasn't, I knew Tampa was going to win. It not was, the way that they won. Yes. And I kept telling, like, nigga, I'm not putting nothing on not, nobody but Tampa. I'm not betting against the GOAT. I'm not. I, would you bet on in Michael Jordan when he was still playing elite fucking basketball and his like at the end this of his is such an interesting conversation because mm. I feel like it, excuse me happens with every generation of great athlete regardless of the sport um, where there's a debate of who has to be the greatest and I feel like at some point somebody who's a LeBron fan today had the same argument um, that he has for Tom Brady in. Um, Mahomes. Oh yeah, facts. No, it's a, it's one hundred percent a thing. And no and Bill Russell said, "You still got three more to catch me. I mean, four more to catch me." And Bill Russell, I love you, huh? I love you, Grandpa, <laughs> Great Grandpa. Like he's right. And Steve Kerr was like, "Well, Tom still got two more if he wants to catch me." Steve Kerr, if you don't shit your stupid goofy ass, honestly, no Steve Kerr down. was right there at the right time. Honestly, so bro, for him to transition from bro, the Bulls to San Antonio, he is the luckiest white. If they, if white privilege was a superpower. <laughs> He was there at the right time. This nigga took over Mark Jackson's his team. That he built. That he built from the ground up. Offense, defense, special teams. They ain't no special teams in basketball. And he made sure that them niggas played elite basketball. And this nigga just came in and just said, okay, I'm going to sit on the fucking bench. And they won a fucking championship. Literally the luckiest white man on the planet. Oh, and by the way, fucking 15 years earlier, he got to play... And only shoot three pointers on a team with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, and motherfucking uh, Dennis Rodman. The luckiest white boy on the planet. That nigga had to hit three shots That's it. his whole life and the, got the five fi- rings. Oh, excuse me. The Suck fi- defining my shot. Dick. Defining, defining shot. Suck my. <laughs> then his ass went to San Antonio and got a fucking ring. Not once, not twice. He didn't go to city. He was a coach. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was an assistant. assistant. Yeah. No, he went to, no, he wasn't an assistant. He went, like, once the Bull Dynasty died in 98, he went to San Antonio, and when San Antonio won that first ring, he yeah, was on, he was on the team with the Admiral. Lucky bitch. God. And won two. <laughs> like, what? Yo. And then, that and then, was crazy. And then you're like, oh, you got two more to catch me, Tom. Like, bitch, you are the luckiest motherfucker on the planet. It's not funny because you can ask them the comparison of greatness. Let's look at points. Not facts. Let's look at your fucking stats, period. Like, if you want, and he, and he, and this is the thing. Fuck Steve Kerr, because he's counting his rings as a coach. Who gives a fuck? You didn't coach nothing. If I give you the best talent in New England in basketball, best point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and, and center, and I give you the second best at each position, girls and boys, and I put you in charge as the head coach of both teams and say, hey, run the gauntlet in the summer league. Get the championship. Listen, there's going to be egos. There's going to be motherfuckers that don't want to play with it. Yo, this nigga don't pass the ball. Like that. Oh, this bitch, I don't understand. Don't matter. They're going to run the gauntlet. You want to know why? Because they're too fucking good. They're better than everyone else. They've worked hard. They already have the like the innate like genetic skill and talent and like there's nothing you can do to so coach I know, against that. I know what it's about to have to coach, um, and I had one of those people, two of those people on my team, two of those people, and the rest had never played basketball before in their life. One was a girl, and one was a boy. Mm-hmm. And the girl and the boy was like, 
for the age bracket, I we did a draft, and I got those two. Um, and for their age bracket, there was three. They was playing three of their friends on the other team. Speak up. They was playing three of their friends. <clears throat> yeah. On the other team, um, and we went from last team in the league, like last place, to almost winning the championship. All you need is all you need is talent. Mm-hmm. Like it don't take much. Like LeBron's like, yo, give me one nigga, give me AD. Can I have yo? Can I have Kyrie for eight, <laughs> for nine years? This nigga, yo, can, can I have just give me one other guy? You got me out here playing with Wole, Brianna, and fucking Thompson. <laughs> give me a nigga who hoops, who like did this shit from age three. LeBron started playing basketball at age nine. I want to get on a uh, uh, on a sports day. So Super Bowl. Um, Cause I want I want to make sure we cover a lot of we got twenty nine more minutes of this nigga time and I want me to see we cover as much as we can. <laughs> all right, so uh, shout out to the fucking Bucks. So happy for all of those brothers. All of the, a, a team that was seven and nine last year mm-hmm. are the champs right now mm-hmm. because of one player, a nigga who one undoubtedly has CTE, like chronological traumatic en- entropy, the shit that Will Smith's character in uh, concussion. Created and founded or whatever, he, Antonio he, Brown. He, he, discovered, he it. discovered it that he created. <laughs> he said he, he created that shit to kill black <laughs> he's men. Like, he's saying he's a villain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he created that shit to kill black men. Yo, the nigga who discovered yeah. that shit. <laughs> this nigga Antonio Brown is walking around with CTE, and that nigga is a Super Bowl champ. Yep. Not with right. the Steelers, not with the Patriots, with the Tampa Bay that's Buccaneers. A one, that's a one because of Tom here. Brady. That's a one because he here. said, "Yo, bring that nigga over here. He's gonna help us out." And just him being on well, the field. Him, he was with him a couple places. They didn't want him to go to Vegas. In New England last year. In Tampa Bay this year. Yeah. And now they're fucking with the Super Bowl. But anyway, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to shout out to them. Fucking happy for TB12. Judas and the Black Messiah. Drop today mm. in theaters. Boom. HBO Max. Boom. Um, wow. Boom. Thompson. I'm going to stay out of this conversation because I don't want to pay for HBO Max. I might have to, but I don't want to. They got a free subscription for like seven days or some shit like that. And they just cancel it after the after the week. They get really? on vacation. Yeah, fast. We're gonna ruin this movie for you, but you can watch the little things. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 that's a whole bunch of other that, shit that, that you can watch. Man. Hey, so King, bruh. initial reaction, bro. Powerful. That's all I got. Story to say. about it's a story yeah, about. So for the folks who haven't watched the film already, it's a story about an FBI informant, aka snitch, by the name of Bill O'Neill, and his infiltration of the Black Panther Party in Chicago, more specifically, his um, his proximity and growth being next to one of the most prominent voices in the Black Panther Party, who is the late Fred Hampton. Your reaction? I mean, uh, halfway through the movie, I was like, yo, this is crabs in a barrel. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Blow it up. That's, that was... That was the first thing I, I halfway through the movie, and I'm just like, "Yo, you gotta be fucking kidding me! Like, for what? Like, what are you? What are you really getting out of?" And it took me a while to digest it. And honestly, overall, a very powerful movie, y'all. Honestly, I would recommend. I highly recommend. What stood out to you the most about the acting in the film? Like, what scenes? Um, you know what I mean, <clears throat> the I'm a I'm a sap. So the uh, uh, so old boy, from, I can never remember. I can never pronounce his name correctly. Old boy that played in Black Panther. Um, get out. 
Well, I'm sorry. Get out. Daniel Kaluuya? Yes. I can never pronounce his last name right now. Well, technically, it was both from Get Out, so... Yeah. So, Mr. Daniel... Not facts. Mr. Daniel, like, I... Ryan Cooler was EP on the movie. Facts. Shout out to him and shout out to King. With Daniel's character, the way he was able to personify that character... Fred Hampton. Like, to me, that was was very pivotal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, I felt like I was actually at the rally of how he, like, bodied that character. Um... Also, it's just like, damn, like, it was really like that, like, back in the day. Like, motherfuckers was trying to find informants and, like, yo, we're trying to cripple, like, this is, it really tells you that the government system is really fucked up. Like, I mean, the FBI ain't shit. Like, you, you got a whole lot of shit internationally that's going on, but you know what? We see some shit that we don't like, we're going to shut this bitch down. We're going to find a way. And he showed up find a way. And it was one of us. Yeah. Which was crazy. Every time. Throughout the entire fucking organization all over the country. And they had black informants. I liked how they kind of built up to old boy's character when he was like being very subtle and him trying to like try to holler at old girl and him just like, yo, you got to do push-ups, baby. That's your punishment. We're not going to kick you out because you're a brother. We're just going to make you work. Like do some push-ups. So the scene he's describing, uh, Fred Hampton, Daniel Kaluuya's character, he's teaching a class to all of the young brothers and sisters that want to join the party. And he says, yo, what's our, what's our, you know, what's our rule about approaching our sisters because basically you know there are there are sisters there are comrades they're not property they're not somebody for you to holler at and Mm -hmm. not in this environment anyway and he asked him a couple questions and he didn't want to answer so he's like discipline 20 push-ups and then he had a black woman count out the push-ups you want me to put a blanket so you don't have to get dirty Mm -hmm. bruh he said he said (laughs) captain he said captain blah 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 And, and she was like Come on, come on, Bill. I can have one of the sisters put a blanket on the floor if you don't want to get dirt on your shirt. Like, bruh, what the fuck am I watching? Bro? First of all, did it sound familiar? That shit was crazy. That shit. Did it sound familiar? I mean, of course it did. Because yeah. I have you in my life. We have you in our life, stupid. But <laughs> that's not what I was referring to. But... Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. You ain't shit. What's <laughs> about? I, I took a bit of my Wait, wait, wait. I caught it. Explain it to me. I'm okay. done. <laughs> I'm I have rabies. I don't get it. <laughs> it. It sounds like. It sounds like a great college experience. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Fraternity. Mm-hmm. Sorority. Gotcha. That's why he got it. Because I'm not, I'm not one of y'all It took me a little bit. I'm not one of y'all niggas. No reason for me to not say the whole thing right now. Because you just basically left the clue in. Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't a. It wasn't. But it really personified those organizations and whatnot, and I, I, and wholeheartedly, that's. I always felt like that. I felt like the black part, like the the black fraternities and sororities, really stemmed from the black party. That made that great black, black party. party. Excuse me. I know, but you know, like that's why I felt like it kind of like it branched off from there. But like the black party, the black it was in between that. a fraternity sorority. Yeah, well, and any, any big and a thing gang. that you belong to is. Your technical, that yeah. structure, Especially, yeah. Anything that you can belong to, professional organizations. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it is sports teams. Mm-hmm. Now you're right. Now you're most definitely right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is right. the military. It is the government. Mm-hmm. It is all, of all of it. it. It's if the there's more than a hundred members, there's got to be structure. There's got to be discipline. There's got to be accountability. There's got to be rules. There's got to be bylaws. There's got to be values. There's got to be a mission. All that shit. Everything is on display in this film. All of it from top to bottom, and no, you don't even. Don't they, didn't, they didn't hold on punches, y'all. Honestly, they, they like, didn't. Yo, Shaka King killed it. Like they bro. killed it. Shaka, shout out to Shaka King for writing the screenplay, directing the film. Shout out to motherfucking Ryan Coogler, 
director of Black Panther, director of Fruitville Station, the nigga who's been working with Michael B. Jordan, Lakeith, and Creep, yep, and and fucking uh, Daniel Kaluuya. He's been working with these niggas for the last. Do y'all remember the first time y'all saw da- Daniel Kaluuya in a film? No. Random question, off topic. I I, I just want to ask: Do you know what? Do you know what his first role is? His first role? No. The only role that I remember him first wise and my and it was Black Panther. I don't know okay. who comprised it. Black, Black Panther, Panther for you. Yeah. What's the first film did that get you out saw? Come, him? come out before Black Panther. Was it? It did. Okay. So get out. I'm sorry. So get out. I didn't get know. Out. Wait. Well, Black Panther came out before. Get out or get out came out before Black get, Panther. Get out came out before. Okay, so 2016 is get out. So my apologies. And so Black get, Panther 2018. So get out. So get out was my first time seeing him. In so a get film. out for uh, get out for you. What film for you? I don't know. Um, because he always just felt familiar when I was like get out. I was like I know that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, but I you don't didn't. You don't him. know what film. I don't know where I know him from. The first film that I've ever seen him in, and it's not the first film that he's credited for. If you go on his. IMDb, mm-hmm. but it's the first film that's a blockbuster that he was in. Was Kick Ass Two. Kick Ass Two is a film that stars Jim Carrey, the nigga who played Quicksilver mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron, Avengers, yeah. Avengers Age of Ultron, yeah. and Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz is the protagonist in both of these films. Yeah. Kick Ass One and Two, and in in Kick Ass Two, Daniel Kaluuya plays a very racist. Super villain, and his and his name in the film is called Black Death. He gets intro oh, into wow. the movie. Almost if right. He gets intro into the film fighting McLovin mm-hmm. from yeah. Superbad. Yeah. In the octagon, in the ring, because he's a motherfucking unknown black MMA fighter. That's the first film I ever saw this nigga in, bro. I thought nothing of it. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? He whips his ass. And then after he whips his ass, after he whips his ass, yeah, he was a bit roll, nigga. It was a bit roll. Literally, they call it, uh, they call it, um, I was a first tier or second tier or third tier, B tier, whatever. Like, they got tiers for like, oh, no, first billing. First billing, second billing, third billing. So, like, if you're the third billing, you're the third main co star. First billing, obviously, you're the star of the fucking film. This nigga was like 10th, fucking 17th in that film. And they put a they put a stereotypical outfit on him, and he was walking around behind fucking McLovin mm. in that film. That was in two thousand and fourteen, my nigga. Two years later, he stars in Get Out, smokes it, smokes it. Mm. Two years later, Black Panther. Come on, bro. Two years after that, well, a, a year after that, Queen and Slim. He's a nah, he's a come on, man. He's a this guy, and he's from the fucking UK. FYI, he's from the UK. Shout out to his swag because I forgot old girl's name from uh, Good Morning America. Black lady, Gail King. Yes, this motherfucker. <laughs> like my mean, them UK niggas are different. There's a clip where she had asked, "Can I get a little bit of like cheese? Oh, uh, can I get? A, yeah, can I get a little bit of the cheese or cheddar, some shit like that?" Um, to get like some insight of Black Panther too, and he was like, "Nah, like you're gonna have to give me a little bit more than, than cheddar than that." Like, he literally, like, told her, like, yo, what's up? And she was like, yo, if he wasn't in the studio, it would be a different story. Good for him. Bruh, that nigga got swag. Oh, he does. Put some respect on his name. He does. He <laughs> Put does. Put some respect on his name. he picks roles so well. And, like, even even, even Lena Waithe, oh, yeah. writer-director, yeah. or writer writer of the screenplay of uh, Queen of Slim, was like, I don't know if he's a good fit. Like, I saw him, like, I don't know. 
And then he fucking auditioned, and she's like, oh shit, this is the nigga. Like, he bodied the shit. Him, him, Lakeith let me down in this film. I don't know if you agree, but he let me down. Really? This is the first time that I saw Lakeith in a in role. What way did he let you down? He let me down. Da- I'm, I'm getting to that. Lakeith let me down in, in a way where I could see the holes in his skill set because he's not a traditional or trained actor. Because there were a couple scenes where he's getting upset. Like, was it because he, of- play, he plays? He plays. He's a snitch. He plays. The yeah, snitch. but that's his cat. That was his character. He was. Betrayed. I understand that. I understand that. The scenes where, like, the first scene, like, the young lady who made him do the push-ups mm-hmm. looks at him nuts because they go to the top gang in Chicago, the Crowns. This is the Crowns. There's another gang, and it's the Gangsta Disciples. Fred pulls, yeah, five of us, we're going to go up there. We're going to talk no, to these no, niggas. No guns, no nothing. We're going to recruit them, and we're going to see if we can parlay and work together. They go up there, and the, the very first scene in the film, this nigga, Lakeith Stanfield character, Bill O'Neill, tries to rob niggas from the crowns at one of their fucking hideouts, That's at one right. of their bars, with a fake FBI badge. They find out that they, they, they so one of the niggas that he's robbing, they figure it out, and they come at this nigga. And he sees him, and he's like, fuck. Like, he's looking I at this look nigga. I know you, motherfucker. Oh, so you're just going to fucking train your badge to be... And then he gets smacked in the face. The nigga who recognizes uh, Lakeith gets Nigga, you know where... He said, nigga, what's wrong with you? You know better than to speak out of turn. Like, real deal black discipline shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's been... I'm sorry. That's been... That's been... Hey, yo. He's like, put that nigga... That's the nigga that stole the... Like, smack him again. He literally bitch slapped him Like, smack Say I'm sorry, nigga. I'm sorry. Wow. And he really apologized publicly. I'm sorry. And then he like backed into line and shut the fuck up. And Fred is having a, a, a conversation. Fred Hampton's character is having a conversation with the leader of the Crowns. And then the whole time, this nigga Bill knows nervous as fuck. He keeps caring. Nervous as fuck. As soon as he left, he looked back at this nigga that knew who he was and smiled like a bitch. Like exactly how you know a snitch would fuck. Like a nigga who got you in trouble for doing something that y'all did together, but it was their idea and you didn't do nothing about it. And you just let him do it, mm-hmm. and then you both get the ass whooping, or you get the ass whooping. That's what he did, and I'm like, this nigga's a bitch. But that was his character. No, I, I know, I hate you. But I'm saying, after that, mm-hmm. Shorty that made him do the push-ups was looking at him, looking at him funny. And after the meeting, the they got out of the meeting. She opened the door to his whip, sat in his Buick. Hey, brother, uh, brother O'Neill, you packing? Where's your gun? Where's your gun at? It's in the glove box. Takes the shit out the glove box. Mad calm. Checks it for bullets. Press the roulette. Closes it. Puts it to his face. Drive, nigga. Makes him drive to a fucking very discreet location. Dead end street. My nigga Ashton. Alleyway. Yo, my nigga. uh, My nigga. Ashton Sanders is in the movie. Yo, bro. That shit was crazy. You know who Ashton Sanders is? That shit was crazy. The nigga's in Equalizer 2, the skinny black dude from Moonlight. Yeah, we go. Chiron. Nigga. He's in that shit too. As Jimmy, shout out to Jimmy. Nigga. He's in the back seat. She's holding the gun to this nigga the whole time he drives. They get to a spot. Bang. She's like, yo. What's all this shit about you being an a, a ex-cop? You a pig? Runs up to the gauntlet. She say, yo. You pretended to be an FBI. He tells her. Like, straight. He tells them both. I used to be a fed. I used to, I used to pretend to be a fed to steal cars. And she's like, oh, yeah? Really? You used to hotwire this car right now. He's like, I don't got no tools. 
brother, brother, whatever, brother Jimmy, comrade, reach into my boot, put a tool out, pulls out a fucking butterfly knife. Ah! Hey, nigga, hot wire the car. If you don't do this shit, we're going to blow your fucking brains out. Mm-hmm. And he ended up doing it. And I'm just like, yo. And that's how we got off. Because she yeah, knew. She, knew. she, she knew. caught it. She knew. Early. And there's another scene in the film an hour later that will piss you off. Because this nigga straight up. He finessed what? the fuck. He finessed. Bro. Yo. That's an understatement. The movie made me so mad. Because I know <laughs> that there are black people out here right now in Prime. That do some shit like around that. that will do that. We saw it in Queen and Slim. We saw it in Queen and Slim. <laughs> Lay your life, sis. <laughs> Lay your best life, sis. Mm-hmm. As he's driving them to the fucking feds for 250K. Like a bitch. This, that's exactly who Bill O'Neill was. And the thing that makes it crazier... That, man, man, Thompson, jump in, bro. I don't want to keep going. Nah, you're good. You're good. Go ahead, King. Go. Go ahead. The, the shit that makes <laughs> it crazier, Get right? Off. These niggas had different moments where they suspect... Lakeith... He broke character and like he just didn't seem like he. Would. That's the red. That's why. That's on. but that's the thing I'm trying to get at because I don't think he broke character. I feel like he was in character, and I'm trying to. No, no. I'm he, trying to understand your standpoint. Though. He was in character, but it didn't feel believable, and that's how I know okay. that yeah. the role was finish, too much. Finish yeah. that statement. He broke character. He broke character, but he didn't feel believable at the same time. Like he broke character. Like I could tell that it was too much for him to be in certain scenes. Because in Lakeith's mind, Lakeith is the same nigga that went on his Instagram last year and was defending black women and dark skinned women nice. and women with melanin. Shout out, shout out. You know what I mean? Alex. So for him to play this role, I think it wore on him during the filming. You can see it. You got to watch the film to mm-hmm. understand I, what I I'm talking it. about. I get what you're saying. It was. It was. When, it you was have, when you're a, a true actor, you have to embody a role. You have to embody gosh. a role that's so much against what you actually are. No, I want you to be yeah, a snitch the whole two but, hours. But honestly, that sometimes you have to seek therapy after your role. Freaking Michael, 100%. Michael B. Jordan had to do this after shit after the kill manga. Yeah. He, he was so isolated so like just, uh, he had to see a therapist. But he again. smoked it. Yeah. And then when you were watching Black Panther... What point during the film did you feel like, oh, Michael B. Jordan is... I? What point did you think you were looking at Michael B. Jordan and not Killmonger? That's the conversation that I... That's the conversation that I always have with Lavelle that I would always push back on. Because he would say that shit for Will Smith. He would say it for The Rock. Hmm. He would say that for Eddie Murphy in certain films. And I had to go back and watch movies that I would defend these niggas on and be like, oh, shit, this nigga was right. Hmm. This is one of those movies... When people play themselves. Exactly. This is one of those Hmm. movies where this nigga... It wasn't even that he played himself. He could not fully commit to the character that he was playing because it was not in him. He's not one of those motherfuckers who can put... He couldn't be in a hutam. He couldn't be a nigga who plays... So, a snitch for the FBI. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's it's not in his blood. And That's you can what I'm see. Saying. It's totally against who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I'm you can to, see it. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to rewatch I'm it. A, I'm not, it watch, no, I watched it twice today, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, you're a fucking thug. Yeah, I watched it twice today. I watched it earlier today. I watched it, well, afternoon, because I had a half day. Yeah. I, plugged, yeah, I was going to plug that day. No, because when he told me it was a, a three-day weekend, I was like, you know what? Let me let me see if I can get a half day. So as soon as I got the half day approved, I was like, all right, cool. Let me watch it. So that's why I shut up my message. I was like, yo, like, this shit's good, da da da. Prior to the pod, I watched it, we watched it again. I'm gonna watch it for a third time. Because I didn't see your points that you're pointing out right Bro, now. I didn't the see scene, the scene where the scene right before like the scene where he had the the the, the C four in the trunk. Yep. That's one of the scenes. The other scene where this nigga right before he uh became the catalyst of rebuilding yeah, the yeah, motherfucking yeah. office yep. after the cops burned that right, shit to the motherfucking yeah, yeah. ground. 
Um, even the scene that I was just talking about when he gets caught and like I'm like, yo, this but nigga, I, he, he's like, uh, uh, even Chris and I seen together. I don't think he was out of character. Like I don't think he. I don't. I'm not saying. All right, so maybe out of character was bad terminology. I could tell that like Keith as a human was uncomfortable filming those scenes. Copy. And his uncomfortability made him hold back. Exact. Well, hold back and it didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel genuine. That's that's what it would mean. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel genuine. Mm -hmm. And so, like every scene that fucking Daniel Kaluuya is in, Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Every scene that uh uh uh, Dominique Fishback, his girl, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So you're saying he wasn't up for the challenge yet, Bruh, He wasn't ready for this role. Not with this cast. When you watch the film. And you see who's in it, they, you're gonna they, be like, what the pretty, fuck? Yo, honestly, it's a, it's a very solid cast, if you ask me. That's phenomenal, it's a very bro. Solid cast. You got your boy, the white boy, the white boy that was from Like Mike, who who was also in Breaking Bad, who's the FBI agent Mitchell. You got um, fucking uh Ashton Sanders up and coming. Yeah. I don't understand how that nigga was fourth billing, but his role was so pivotal. Do you believe, and I'm sorry to cut you off, no, do, no. do you believe a lot of the casting? Are they, do you, do you would you classify all them B list actors or pop? Nigga, they're all on the rise. Okay. They're B. They're B pluses. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, Lakeith is a. He's not. He Lakeith cannot act like Ashton Sanders, who played uh, Jimmy Jimmy Williams or Jimmy Walker or whatever the fuck. Yeah, right. Like the the nigga who this nigga's character is crazy. Mm-hmm. But he's not a better actor than him. Not even a little bit. He this nigga acted opposite Denzel and Equalizer too and held his own. Yo, but okay. Like, let me, uh, let me let you let me play. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead, no. I'm ahead. done. I'm done. Go ahead. We got you for ten more minutes. Nah, I, I, I want to get everything out of you that we I, can. I, I think, yo, like for me, and the body of his work, even though it was minor roles, I think he's like a minus. That's still a. I think he's you still get a ninety. It's just still a. He's still get a ninety. What are we talking about? Lake Keith, nigga. I watched the Notebook or the the photograph, nigga. You get a B. You get a B minus at best. Wow. Issa Rae carried that shit. Not you. Yeah, she really did. B Issa no, Rae. No, I didn't think he did his thing. He did his thing, but Issa Rae is the standout. Yeah, because yeah. Issa Rae should have been the platform now. She no, no, no. his But and I, that, that is right. That is right because honestly, part because honestly, part part prior to that movie, everybody. Well, for me, I knew him through uh, Atlanta. Night man. Sorry to bother you. Excuse me. Sorry to bother you. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry about that. I forgot about that. No, but you know who you know that. That's yeah. the right. That but was... I, I no. But I'm saying I watched that as well because I had mentioned that in conversation, previous conversation. But notably was Atlanta, and his thing was like, yo, like higher being, oh, I'm just wasted or this extra shit. Yeah. And him doing those certain roles is like okay, cool. Even freaking uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the phone that was on Amazon when he played the uh, the call center? Yeah. So, sorry to bother you. Sorry. To, yeah. Sorry to bother you, bro. Like. I don't know, man. He like, played himself, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Like, you gotta... I, I'll rewatch it. I'll revisit, and then I'll elaborate. Nigga, nigga, I want to turn into a horse out there, and that's the best acting he ever did. I want to I want to re-elaborate that off, off air. Off word, air. word. Off but air. Judas and the Black Messiah, listeners, go watch that ASAP. It's on HBO Max, Innocent Theaters, and Limited, limited Theaters, or whatever. Do you think that film was better than... Um... She didn't watch it. Ah, we're gonna do Malcolm. Nigga, Malcolm. I'm about to give you my login. Fuck this bullshit. Yeah, 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 man. for real. Set your whole profile, yo. I, I, I'm she could have asked either one of us, well, bro. Like, you but she don't. Look at the look at the guilt. Look at the guilt. Look at the guilt on her. Yo, she's like, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Malcolm and Marie. Oh, Malcolm and Marie. Let's transition into another film uh, right away. Malcolm and Marie. And Bri Bri, you start us off since you watched this one. Actually, finally. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. On my Jamie Foxx voice. Mm-hmm. When he was roasting anyway. Dick Gregory. No, no, anyway, nigga. Um, Malcolm, and Marie. Malcolm and Marie is a story about love. It is not it is not a love story. Yeah. Malcolm and Marie stars Zendaya and Mr. John David Washington, um, who is chocolate and and uh, inherited his father's voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is chocolate and inherited? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Um, and this Malcolm is a director. He produced, um, directed, and produced and wrote a movie in which he cast someone other than. His wife, who just so happens to be an actress, on the night in question, they return home from the um, award ceremony, or excuse me, the premiere of the movie. And when they return home from the premiere of the movie, things get heat, heat things heat up. Um, and it starts off with. Something as simple as making macaroni. And I say simple as making macaroni because that's one of the first things we see. And I don't mean making macaroni in the fresh way. I mean making macaroni literally. Um, And what is happening is Maria is making him macaroni. um, And she's doing it very efficiently. But the way that she's doing it looks like it's the biggest chore that she's ever had to do. But she's still going to do it. And he's completely oblivious to the fact that she doesn't want to do this, but she do this. She does this because she cares about him mm-hmm. and knows that he's gonna drink. So he's probably gonna need something to stick to his ribs in the morning because he's already had a lot to drink. Mm-hmm. So it's like make what's fast, make what's quick, make something that's gonna stick. And as we move on, he's like, you know, all upon her. She's um, indifferent. Which I feel like is worse. And being indifferent is worse than say, um, inherently saying, like, like get out of my face. Mm-hmm. Being indifferent is way worse. Um, she was very much indifferent to him. And as the night goes on, we get a, a look at what their conversation looks like throughout the night. Um, and there's a whole lot of toxicity. Um, there is a whole lot of pettiness there's a whole lot of (laughs) self-preservation there's a whole lot of selfishness Hmm. Um, there's a whole lot of blame for other people outside of yourself Um, who you say fuck all that who you taking sides with (laughs) let's get to the juicy part and and fights I was getting patient. I wanted you to finish. Nah, before I yeah, you know I'm. <laughs> I ain't doing I want- <laughs> End credits. Film is done. Who you side with? Neither. What? That's her opinion. Who you side with, Thompson? Who you think I'm siding with? You already know. You side with Malcolm. Who you think? Exactly. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Who you think? God damn it! That's why I said neither. I'm like, really? I, I'm shocked and appalled. No, God, um, Mother Malcolm. I am. If I had to pick, I'm picking Malcolm. But if I wanted to really, if I if I wanted to be objective, I am going to agree with Brianna and say 
Neither, because they're yeah. both toxic as fuck, no, and they're both, both at fault. So, so it was fire meets fire, and they got no wonder shit's burning. Malcolm was Malcolm was better than Marie though, by a lot, mm. by a lot. Mm. Oh no, let's hear this by a lot. Let's hear this. So preach, King Marie. Yo, he said you're fucking stupid. Don't throw me in the gauntlet. If you don't throw me in the gauntlet, you ain't. You ain't telling me. Marie, Marie was just hell bent on having uh, on getting credit instead mm-hmm. of being appreciative of what her husband, bef- who was then just her boyfriend, like just a nigga who cared about her, was doing for her to help her through rehab and all. It, it, like, if you're out here, you're fucking whoever you want to make money. Thank you're you. not giving a fuck about your health. Mm-hmm. You don't care about what happens to you. You'll steal from whoever. You'll rob from whoever. You'll lie to whoever. Mm. I'm not saying that Malcolm is her savior by any means, mm. but it's sounding a lot like that. No, it's not. No, it's I not. No, no, it's you not sounding you like that at all. You're you're interpreting that because you're a woman. Mm. This is what I'm saying. He stood by her and a like waited patiently for her to cure herself because. Mm. He couldn't do it for her. Nobody can cure anybody who is addicted to any kind of substance. Facts. That's not a thing. Facts. You got to do that shit on your own. Facts. However, it's a lot easier of a process to get through if you have people in your corner. Facts. Malcolm was that for Marie. And Marie didn't really appreciate it. The way that she was talking, she was just like, you only was you was only there because you knew that I would be a good story. Da, 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 da. Bitch, how you know that? Where's the proof? Mm. You're making assumptions. Mm. It's all subjective. There's no analytics. There's no data. There's no statistics. You're just talking now. And what (laughs) makes it even more subjective on Marie's part in terms of her wanting credit is the fact that she flat out said, why didn't you catch me? It was my story. Why couldn't I play my story? I could have smoked it. Here's a knife on the floor. I'm going to stab you to death. But I'm actually acting. You see what I did there? I made you fall in love with me all over again because I can act really well. Well, bitch, when I was writing the screenplay and casting the film, you were still a drug addict. Mm. So that's why I didn't cast you. Mm. And I offered you, the, I offered it to you first. You didn't take it. That's not on me. That's on you. You made a decision. Go back and watch the movie again. I watched it twice. Specifically for this reason. And so I'm like, damn. And... Even when he's reading the fucking review from the white bitch that he hates at the LA Times. She's over here laughing at his reaction, having a good time on the couch, da-da-da. And then she can't help herself. She goes over, crawls on top of him while he's on the floor, and then breaks down all the reasons why. The review ain't shit. Because at the end of the day, the story that he wrote was hers. And she deserves credit. Come on, my nigga. That's what you heard? That's exactly what she said. Holy shit. Okay. That's what I heard. <laughs> and you about to say some nonsense. I already so, tell you about to say some nonsense. Go ahead. I'm about to say some nonsense. Yeah, Alright, listen. Go ahead. That is not what happened first. What happened first? When they were talking about things, she was being honest with him. And saying like, you know. And she asked him. She's like, you're going to let one... One interaction with a critic take up take down your whole night. You can't let that take down your whole night. So that's listen. First off, I already know where you're gonna go, and that's exactly the types of bullshit I'm talking about. You cannot ask somebody that question. The, it went south when she was like, "Malcolm, you really want to do this? You really want to do this?" It wasn't about the critic. 
It wasn't about him being upset about the critic. It was about her from the first opening fucking shot of them walking into the house being upset that she did not get credit or get thanked for her role in him writing the screenplay. That's what it was about. I'm it not was, saying, but here's my thing. I'm not saying that she's not going to see the morning, bro, because I ain't not communicating. I'm going right home to sleep. I'm not saying that she's not wrong for not communicating. I'm absolutely saying that. Mm-hmm. She's dead wrong for not communicating. Mm-hmm. Like I said, to be indifferent is worse than to just say no, get out of my face. It's worse. You're not. You're not wrong. Because indifference is hard to read. You don't know where you're leaning. You don't know where you stand, and you don't know why they're indifferent. True that. True that. True but what that. What I'm saying is, her her indifference was bound to reach a level. But he's, there were points where he seemed to be completely oblivious to her um, indifference. He was until she started talking. And once she started talking, he got it. Like the first time that they split up and weren't talking to each other, he understood full well how she felt. But that wasn't enough for Marie. Marie had to keep adding on. Did she? You got to keep kicking a nigga while he's down, while he's already feeling some type of way. Did you watch the movie more than I, once? I watched the movie. I didn't Did you watch it. it again? I mean, I watched it, rewound it. Listen, so one, listen. Marie was on a warpath. Marie, 100% wanted to be right. It wasn't even about, you hurt my feelings, I wanted to thank you. Because that's how the fucking film ended. They finally got in bed, and he said, I'm sorry. Thank you. And then she said, um... Thank you, back or some shit, or it's okay, or whatever. Or I know. And then that was the fucking end of the film. Next thing you see, scene. They're both standing behind the tree that she wanted to go pee behind, weirdly by herself without saying nothing, having him look for her. Another egotistical move. And that was the end of the film. So, that movie, that film, which is 1,000%, Written as a play. I, there's nobody that can tell me different. I watched One Night in Miami. I watched that. I watched My Rainy's right, Bottle. I, I could see that. It's 100% that. a fucking play. Look, look. There were so many moments in which Malcolm had the opportunity to, like, here's the thing. Well, guys, the things that guys struggle with is that emotions don't make sense. So when things don't make sense to guys, they get mad. And, you know, um, he listened. Though. Interestingly enough, become emotional. He listened. Because, no, 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 listen to me. Because when she started talking about tough feelings and tough things, the first thing he did was get on the defensive and figure out how he could destroy her. What was she doing? Before she was, he did, before he went on the rant about the women that he dated that were all amalgamations of the character that he created, even though she might have been 50% of the character. She walked away and went and took a bath. He followed her into the bathroom. The last thing that she said made him feel like you think that the whole character is you. No, bitch. Let me remind you or let me tell you for the first time, which is also a problem. But how the fuck are you going to tell somebody about all the people you dated before when they were already in rehab and coming off of the drugs that they were addicted to when you were, when you started dating? So there was no, there was no fucking time or space for Malcolm to share the stories that he shared when she was in the bath because guess what? The whole time they were together or building a relationship, Marie was still trying to wean herself off of her addiction. Ole, you are a comedian, so you know better than almost anybody. It's not what you say, but how you say it that matters. thousand percent. And they both said some wild shit. 
mad disrespectful and I'm surprised furniture didn't move. But I'm I was not, surprised too. But I'm not surprised because it's a man and a woman. And John David Washington is a little nigga. He's smaller than he's he's only a couple inches taller than you. That nigga's only like five nine. But like you said in your intro, that nigga has exactly the same voice as his dad. And this film was a tour de force for both of them. Oh, it's because amazing. I cannot But this this is what great art does. It forces people to talk from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily the, the movie didn't tell us if anyone was right or wrong or anything like that. The movie just presented it. Absolutely. And it forced us to decide. And I'm and I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon of Malcolm was one hundred percent wrong for not thanking his wife and for not giving her credit for being the main inspiration for the role of the woman that's in the film. And that I'll tell you I'll tell you, Marie was dead wrong for not communicating this earlier. Because not only did she let it build up, she let it build up past the point of auditions. Well, she read all of the fucking scripts. Well, listen, she let it build up past the point of auditions closing. Yeah. Closing. She she um, She did audition on purpose. She held it in past the point of him hiring this bitch. She held it in past the point all the way up until the night of the the thing. She was wrong for that. But what told her what told her that she was okay for holding it back was that she was gonna get a thank you. And when she didn't get the thank you, that was the fuse. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I I get it a hundred percent. And instead of just saying, yo, just fuck. you didn't say thank you. Why didn't you thank me? And this is this is Malcolm's issue. This is Malcolm's error. In that moment he should have waited about fifteen minutes and said thank you. After he lost the argument. But if he would have did that, we don't have a film. So wait, wait, I'm not done. Cause what went from there was like a a a, they, a separation and argument, right? They weren't arguing no more. The first time they was arguing, the second time she went into the back bedroom you, and he was eating mac and cheese after the at first the table. One. And at the he, table, guess what? He found a review. So that's fuck the argument. Let's talk about me again. No, that wasn't the first. No, no, no. The that was the movie. end of the first argument. The end of the first argument. He didn't find a review. He didn't find a review until the end of the film. The re- the review didn't get sent to his phone until the end of the film. He started back up again while about, he was eating the mac and cheese. He was talking about the the person. The white he went guy. back to the white bitch. Yeah, he yeah, went exactly. back to her. I, I I confused that part. He, yeah. he went back to her yeah. as a talking point, mm-hmm. and he probably thought with that talking point we can both align in our disgust for this woman in a way that she operates. What she yeah. she didn't hear that though. He was trying to change the subject so it didn't get to a big whole thing. Some of yeah. But, and then she didn't get that. All she got was, we're talking about you again. Yeah. And she I'm was upset. trying to get ready and for a bath. And we're talking about you again. And you're doing this over mac and cheese that I made you? It was the stupid shit, stupidest argument ever. But it was very, very toxic. It was the very, whole shit was toxic. it was very dramatic for no reason at all. And a lot of it could have been solved with a simple, I'm sorry, I apologize. I got caught up. I made a fucking mistake. I don't, I'll never be able to repay for this. You know, when I go on tour and do like the press run, I'm just gonna make sure I shower you with praise because you're my you're my wife. Whatever. I don't, we're not even know we don't even know if they're married. We just know they're together. Yeah. That's all we know. They, they didn't see a ring on either character's finger. So we have to make the assumption that they're just in a relationship and they've been in a relationship for yeah, they've been in a relationship for five plus years. Long enough for her to get long enough for her to stay cute and get clean. You know what I mean? And listen. Zendaya is only like 25 years old. For her to play a character like that, I did not think that she would be able to pull it off. John David Washington, I've watched a couple films of him now. The only film that, of his that I haven't seen is Tenet. And I will watch that on Amazon and I'll rent that bitch for $4 and see how he is in that. But he has not 
he doesn't have not one miss on his resume. And I'm very, very, uh, I'm, I'm proud of both of them. But I'm also intrigued and, like, happy at how well they both did on screen. Because, again, we talked, me and Co- Co- Thompson and I just talked about Judas and the Black Messiah. That's a black film. That's a black film, and it's a movie where there's more than one stage piece. There's more than, more than one set piece. They're all over the place. There's a little bit of action. There's some shootouts. There's this. There's that. It's not just dialogue for an hour and a half, hour and 35 minutes. It's two actors. No one else is in the fucking movie. And they're on one stage, one set, and it's just them going back and forth. That movie was just like a heartbeat. Bro. It was like just watching it. And as as, as like boring as it was seem, it was so exciting. It was intense. It was absolutely, because you never knew when, if they were going to get on the same page, you never knew how it was going to end. They never and got on the same page. All these, this, this right here, all these romantic comedies about these dis- with these disagreements that they have, and everything works out in the end, everybody's conditioned, because you notice it happens in every fairy tale too. Everybody's conditioned for everything to just work out the right way. Yep. And, or for somebody to be the bad guy. Absolutely. And then everything to work out the whole way. The worst part about it is, no matter what you, who you were rooting for in this movie, I feel like you were rooting for the bad guy. Exactly. Exactly. Because they were both toxic as fuck. They both led with their egos and walked into whatever room they were in with their egos in the door. They were both only worried about self but instead of each other. What I loved about it is how deep it went. Because oh, hell yeah. so many people are in these surface level relationships where they don't go any deeper than what's on the surface, right? So... You see these movies, they show that. You see all that. All t- movies, TV, all of that, you never see characters go as deep as their insecurities and how the person that they, they choose to like spend time with True that. makes them feel. Yep. You're right. They don't go that deep. So for me, this was the ultimate, like, this is what a relationship really looks like. Exactly. And then it's like, this is the ultimate us versus each other versus us versus the problem. Exactly. Because all, all they were doing that whole time was trying to protect themselves, protect themselves, protect themselves, yeah. protect themselves. Yeah. It's like, shoot, shoot, shields up. Shoot, yeah. shoot, shields up. Shoot, yeah. shoot, shields up. I'm right. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. The whole fucking film. And at the end of the day, it all like, it took was one apology. All it took was one apology. I am wrong. I apologize. I'm sorry. You should have got credit. And not for nothing, she should have got credit. And he shouldn't have forgot to thank her. And like you said, all she was waiting for was for him to fuck up, which is toxic in itself. You don't you don't fucking read a screenplay of somebody that you're dating and you see all the similarities that and all well, the parallels the to your life. I don't think she was waiting for him to fuck up. She, she I think, was. I think, here's she what was. I think. Here's what I think. I think she knows she fucked up on the audition, right? By not and taking she, it because she didn't she, take it. Right. And she would have she was in a moment like if you're somebody who struggles with any like Mental health disorder, right? Yeah, she didn't think she was good enough. It comes with self-doubt, right? Yeah, she didn't think she was good enough. She finally got the confidence, but by the time she got the confidence... It was too late. He was already with... with, He already had a person who wanted to do it. He already had his plan together. He already had all of that. So now she got to eat that bullet. She said, but I'm okay with eating this bullet because I know I made a contribution. I was here for him. I was making sure that I supported him. I was doing all this. Sucking his dick and all that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Anyway... That was wild. Um, that, that, that is a service. Truth. It's a service. It's a service. Um, and she provided it. Well. And then 
you get to the point where he's at the highest level. Yes. You put all your belief in him because even if you can't be that starring role that you now feel like you could have been, you're gonna put all of that 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 confidence, all of that pride into him because you know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. You can sit back because you you had your chance, you blew it, whatever. But you helped out in this way, and then when you get to the the pivotal point of recognition mm-hmm. and things are going great. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere even in your sight of mind. Yeah. And that, yo, that literally, that's a real thing. Like, he just he just got caught up. He didn't expect to get a round of applause. Or yeah. then, no. The part she didn't understand is sometimes, and I don't, I don't think Malcolm and Marie need to be together. Um, um, but sometimes somebody's communication of appreciation is not as overt as you would expect it because their love language might not be the same as yours. You go with that love language bullshit. No, nope, I'm serious. The way that the, I know. the way that people express love and expect it from other people, the way that people express it is the way that they accept they accept it from other people. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, if someone is, um, her hers is like verbal. She needs that verbal confirmation. Yeah, and she needs like, affirmation. And he's like, "I'm with you. Do you? What, what else do you need?" Well. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think it was that easy for him. I'm which, yeah, but I feel like his his expression of love was more in a physical sense. Yeah, that or that's he not knew wrong. that he was wrong. That's not wrong. He, but I, I I honestly think it's the first one. I think his expression of love is more of a physical sense. I mean, not not just meaning sex, but I'm here for you. I'm here with you. Yeah, give me credit for that. And Why she she needed to hear it. Yeah, and he didn't recognize that she needed to hear it. She didn't recognize that he was already trying to express it. Yeah. And that's why you ask questions instead of making assumptions. And that's why they're well that's why Maria's more wrong. She just made assumptions. You didn't thank me. Why didn't you? She didn't say that. You didn't thank me tonight. But after everything that I said, do you really think that she's complete? Like everything She's she's damaged goods. I'm I'm saying that she's damaged goods out the gate. And he's not? I don't in think order he's to, not as difficult as she is. In order to habitually love habits, you have to be addicted to trying to help people and deflect from your own issues. He is not as damaged as Maria is. There's different levels of damage. There's different types of damage. What I'm but saying you is, watch the film. Who's more I'm, damaged? What I'm saying is they're both damaged. They are. Who's more, though? Because that's the thing. It's Marie. It's Marie. Marie started the whole shit. The conversation, the movie doesn't happen without her not, ob- like, literally well, choosing so to be angry. So, would ignore the fact that he was oblivious to the fact that she was indifferent? He didn't know. It came off as he didn't care. That's the difference. No, 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 no. He wasn't intentionally doing that because it had she. Obviously, when they were arguing, he saw the physical signs of her body language. She's still mad. So, that's why I'm eating the mac and cheese. I know that we're in a fight right now. I know she's still upset. But let me bring up this point to see if I can get her back on my side. Oh, that was a stupid idea. She's still upset. And I made it worse. So now I'm in this shit again. Let me tell you a little bit about what happened. He didn't thank her at the event. She came home. She's like, he's drunk. I got to make sure that he has something in the stomach to eat because we haven't eaten in a while. Watch. He didn't thank me at the show. That's a motherfucker not thank me for the mac and cheese. Did he thank her for the mac and cheese? No, he didn't. Still, so in her, still, listen, listen, he's listen, supposed listen. to be aware I'm of that, saying, though. I'm not saying he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be aware of both of those things. Mac and cheese. I cool. never said he was supposed to be aware of those things. I said 
What if are you saying chooses, then? If if she chooses to do, if somebody chooses to do something for you, you say thank you. The, the, you say thank you. Yes. And if I say thank you for the mac and cheese, baby, she's still gonna be mad that I didn't think about the fucking movie. No. The thing you're missing is that that she might still be mad. Let me say that. That's I why, yeah. That's why, yeah. Here's crazy. my thing. I can't she's, say. Well, I know women. Finish. She's gonna be finish. mad about the movie still. Finish your shit. She's gonna be mad about the movie. Finish your shit. But I feel like if it's less lethal. It's not less lethal. And that's what you fixing your lips a lie. No, because at the at the end of the day, that could have been a, a conversation they had. I think if he didn't thank her for if he thanked her for the mac and cheese, that would have been a conversation they had maybe the next day or at the end of the night. I don't think it would have popped off that quickly. I'm gonna vehemently d- disagree with you because Marie strikes me as an angry Latina who is not Latina. And she's just she's angry. She's just angry. She she understands that her husband just wrote this incredible film. It got the best reaction you can ask for. First time out, first film, first as a director, as a black director. No, I'm good. I'm about to move. I move forward for a reason. Um, and he didn't thank her. All these other people, because what comes with thanking somebody on a platform like that when there's a thousand people in a motherfucking movie theater you get up after everyone just watched your masterpiece right your first film that's gonna take you into the stratosphere of all the actors that his character malcolm's character spike lee and fucking lee not lee daniels uh fucking the nigga who wrote uh, who did bill street and moonlight and all that shit he's doing all that he's thanking people and then you're in the theater of a thousand people. They all look at whoever. Yo, I just want to thank my co-hosts, um, Brianna Brito and uh, Thompson Cootie, for being with me and standing by my side on either side of me for the pregame podcast. We would not have this Grammy if it wasn't not. Well, it, I mean, like, the fuck? If I say y'all names and I point to you, Bri Bri, this one's, it's not just me. It's, it's us. At, you got a thousand people looking at you. Who the fuck is Brittany? Who's British Soldier? I'm going to follow that bitch. Like, that's what they're going to do. Thompson, same shit. If I forget to do that, you're going to feel like, oh, my God. Wale is an asshole. It's all about his ego. He's a fucking narcissist. He's this and that. And that's exactly how... That's who Malcolm was when he walked into that fucking house. That rented house from the production studio that night with Marie. He was a narcissistic piece of shit who was ungrateful that for whatever reason I had all this time I read the story I read the fucking I read the script I read the screenplay I had an opportunity to fucking uh uh audition for the film I turned it down none of that shit had anything to do with Malcolm had everything to do with Marie and she did it anyway and then you're gonna put everything you're gonna you're gonna fucking stake your relationship with the only man who had the patience to deal with your addiction who had the patience to sit through all of the fucking grief and the drama that you put him through, and vice versa. But what's the what's the what's the uh, drama on on Malcolm's end for Marie? Um, dealing with a broke director, would be director, dealing with you know reading screenplays all the fucking time until one hits or gets picked up by a studio and you get a butt. Is that the same? Is that the same as dealing with somebody who is literally an addict? Is that what we're doing? And in his mind, that's what he's talking about. Because if the roles were reversed and Marie is the director and she has to deal with Malcolm's shit, 
and Malcolm is literally Sam Jackson in his late 30s and do the right thing, what are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about? And Marie writes a movie about fucking Malcolm and he's the addict. Are we even, is it even a movie? Probably not. Because we all know, not you, but people of your kind, they like to pat themselves on the back for doing the bare minimum sometimes. Even though, for whatever reason, you guys don't subscribe to any of those rules, to any of those societal norms, but y'all still do them, thinking that the men of this time want you to do those things. Well, we don't. Not all of us, anyway. Because that's also an assumption. Okay. So, like, I'm supposed to thank you for making mac and cheese? Maybe. But you also know who the fuck you've been with the last five years. And if he didn't thank you the first five years, what makes you think he's going to thank you tonight? When he's already thinking about, like, the future for both of you. Because if he didn't give a fuck, if he didn't love you, you wouldn't be there. And that's my perspective as a man. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I, I was getting a little bit over to that when I said, you being there, you him being with you. Yeah. You know, the, the, the physical... If he didn't give a about, fuck, she ain't gonna be there. Here's, here's the crazy part about this, mu- this movie. This musical. And, say this music. This movie. Um... Is that we know so much, but we don't know even more than what we do know. And that's and that's why it's a great film because it leaves you on edge. It's like I want to know what happened. I want to know what the life looked like before the film premiere night. I want to know what Marie was doing before she met Malcolm, and vice versa. And even I want to know if the women that he was talking about when he went into the bathroom and he broke down all the women that he dated. That will also, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, like who, like you made so all right, boom. So the character that you created in this film is an amalgamation of all these women. Who the fuck are these bitches? I want to know. Let's meet them. And what what made her the addict that you stuck with? That's what I want to know. Exactly, because you think you're the only addict that I dated. Oh, oh, so she wasn't. So I need to see who they were. I need to see why Marie. I need to see why Marie because. If it's anything that she said, then yeah, she's right, nigga, you wrong. And you need to apologize for that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting here saying, like, I, I understand that they both have fault. Yeah. I just tend to agree a little bit more with Malcolm because Malcolm is the one that's being blindsided. I'm never the fan, I'm never a fan of the person who has all the ammunition and decides to fire shots without giving a warning to their partner. And that and not just their partner, if you got shit that you got if you have issues with Mia Thompson on the pod, oh, I think. exactly. But if you hold it in and then it becomes an issue a month later, I don't have, I don't respect that nigga. Fuck you. I'm not even. I don't even want to talk about it. And so that's my. And that was Malcolm's take. It's like you have. And then he he has the receipt. I offered it to you first. I know you act. I know that's probably why you got addicted to the shit that you got addicted to. So why did you take advantage? I can't make sense of that. You just decided not to. I think I think what what made what evened it out for me was the cruelty and the way that Malcolm responded when he got to that bathroom. To me, oh yeah, that oh, yeah. was that he, was like intention. That was like you want to see me hurt. That's like somebody intentionally kicking a man in the balls. Yeah. You want to see. Oh, he hurt. killed her. He killed her. That's why she. That's why she didn't let it go when he read the review. That's why she sat right on his on his belly. 
and went right back to the argument and was just like, well, Malcolm, why didn't you pick me? And Malcolm, this and that and the third. And Malcolm, and it's all bullshit anyway. Da, 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 da. It's like, no, you got hurt. You got cut deep because you thought you were so arrogant. You thought that you were the only person in his life that he saw damaged. Nigga, come on. You've seen some of the women yeah, that I've dated. Here's the thing. You want to feel special. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'll let you finish that. Go no, ahead. no, I'm just saying fuck go that. Go let me no, 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 no. You because, it because my thought process is like, you don't ever want to... The, the mystery of what has been, right? You always want to think there's something different about you, which is why you're here today. Cap. No, Cap. Like, that's Cap. Like, not... The, the thought of that is Cap. That's Cap. That's stupid to think. It's, it is. It's stupid to think. It's but it's, dumb. it's how people go into relationships. It's how people apply for things. That's how people apply for college. Right? True. It's, it's, it's how humans interact. True. You want to think that something special about you. And that's why she was mad about the thank you. And that's all we got to say. That's all we got to say. Yo, watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Watch. I think she just wanted to feel appreciated. It Dog. doesn't have to be necessary. She just wanted special. attention. She wanted attention. That's what a lot of women who are not you want. They want attention. Mm-hmm. They want recognition. They want to be in the spotlight. Like I was saying. If you if if the pre if the PGP blows the fuck up and Breebie don't get no kind of on it, I'll make it even worse for you. I bring up Lavelle and thank him. Special guy, exactly. Hey, I'm leaving right now to go pee. I'm gonna let Breebie talk to herself for two seconds because now she understands what the fuck I'm talking about. Exactly, that's all it was. It's like you want recognition, you want somebody to say, "Yo, I appreciate everything that you contributed to this project." And Malcolm didn't do that. And he fucked up. I acknowledge that he fucked up. He acknowledged after the first argument, I fucked up. You want me to tell you that I fucked up, Marie? I fucked up. But Marie was just like, nah, nigga, that's not enough. You need to you need to hear all of this. I robbed it. Like, she pretended that she stole from his mom just so she can prove that she can act. Who does that? If my mom is mad at you right now, currently in my brain... And you just tell me that you stole from her? <laughs> Bitch! Matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm about to take a piss. And I don't want us to... I'm going to pause this. Right, can I pause? Is this pause? No, it doesn't pause. Now I got to... Yeah, pause Pause that. Yeah, so she was She was like, yeah, I'm going to wait for... Listen, man, they're both wrong. I, I, I think that. I think that they're, they're both, both they're wrong. Both wrong. They're Malcolm both- was less wrong. Malcolm was less wrong, man. I don't think Malcolm was less wrong, but I think they were equally wrong. This is what I'm saying. There's no more or less. I don't think he was more wrong than she was. I think they were both wrong. I think the person who's upset at somebody without their knowledge of them being upset is more responsible for explaining why. And if a a conversation ensues that turns into a debate, that turns into an argument, the person who was upset in the first place is still responsible for the outcome okay. of that conversation. Okay, so when that person expresses their upset, how upset they are, and why they're upset, when you start to go on the defensive and start to intentionally attack the person who's trying to... I was wait, attacked wait, wait, first. Who's trying to communicate Maria attacked you. first. You gotta be... Let Maria, me finish. Let me finish. Finish. Who's trying to communicate to you that she's upset, and the only way she knows how, and you're currently aware that... That's to attack? Let me finish. 
you're currently aware that the only way that she knows how, the way that she was taught, the way that she experienced life, was to attack first, defend first. You're fully aware of that. Her hurt and lack of communication, right? And now her attempt to communicate in the worst way. Believe me, that was a horrible way to communicate. However, this is what damaged people do. You signed up for the shit. You like this shit. I know because you got a track record. From your own mouth, you like this shit. So you're familiar with this shit. women. You know, her. Yeah. you know how toxic women express themselves. Absolutely. So you intentionally, having this prior experience and prior, prior knowledge, intentionally set out to hurt her back when you knew she was trying to communicate. Word. That's that's why they even for me. Gotcha. I'm still going to say Maria's a little more because she had the ammo. Like, if I walk around with... Who had the... He told her to split her wrist with some nail scissors. He had the ammo, too. They both had the ammo on each other. But head. he didn't use it until she used her shit. But yeah, we're clearly we're at an impasse. <laughs> so we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it. I'm telling you right now, I disagree. I think that both of them are toxic. They're when, both 100 percent toxic, I, and I wouldn't say that any is 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 more toxic than the other. I think there's there's like I think it happens like this, right? Real quick, this is a visual. So this is the the toxicity, right? They're both this much toxic, right? From here to here, and here is where they deepen deepen into different levels of toxicity in order to hurt the other person. This gray area, this is black, this is white. Both are toxic. The gray area is what they're digging into in order to hurt each other. That's how I feel. So that's why they're equal. Got you. You think they're equal in closing. I think that Marie is a little more wrong. If it's out of, on a scale of 100, I think it's I think it's 55-45. Just so he, she was holding on to those thoughts, he was holding on to that comment about the scissors. Who's holding on to the comment about? Oh, I had this girl and she was it's she was a dip- to that. yeah yeah. It's it, to me, it's still fifty five forty five, but it don't matter. It don't matter. At the end of the day, it's, it's because just she held on to it for so long. She had the ammo, bro. If I have my, if I have an issue with anybody and I'm holding on to it for two, three, four months, maybe years. It was probably years. Who's more wrong? To make a good movie, it was probably nigga, years. N- nigga. Yeah, but he, he nigga. Well, That's like the Walmart, out, the, the the fucking I'm retail worker. I'm sorry, it came out right. He was he is upset with the way that she is. As a he's upset with her addiction. He's upset, and it's he wasn't he was, though. He was more upset about the white fucking critic than he was about anything that happened that night. When the when he got the fucking the the, the review from the what and this is why I love the film because it was brilliantly done because he the first review he got was from the critic that he hated the most that was that was right. that he had to tap dance for the most that was that was point. phenomenal and it, it and, was a good point because it distracted from what was happening and we never we didn't know where it was going exactly and she still put salt in the wound after all of that. And he went on a brilliant rant about white white directors, sound of music, da 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 da. I'm like, uh, and she's laughing and ah, yucking it up, only to wait until he gets comfortable and he's reflecting. But he's he's also like, he's not expressing himself in the way that he he wants. He's her ranting. He's, he's venting. He's venting and he's ranting, but he's being extra with it to the point that of course when he looks at her laughing. He keeps going. Yeah, and she did this. She would have done the same if she was a uh, listen. If Marie's in that movie, we're having a whole different conversation. Like that, and I think about this that type true. of shit. This I think true. about that type of shit. This is very true. So 
That was the main point. Of, that was the main point. That is, like, that's literally. Uh, that was her agitation point. Like, that is literally the conflict in this trigger. film. That is literally the conflict. The trigger, the conflict, whatever. So well, there's, there's two triggers in conflict. The lack of being in the film and the lack of being thanked. Because yes. she wasn't in the film. If she's in the film, though, the thanks shit goes away. It doesn't. Because he thanks her. Because she's in the film. That's if what I said. It stuck, goes away. It goes. Yeah. Yeah. It go. It only goes away because he thanks her mm-hmm. because she's the lead of the film. Yeah. Because he has to. Yeah, but I'm telling you, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if she's in the film, it goes away. But it don't. It don't matter. The end of the day, I think Marie is a little more wrong. Fifty-five, forty-five. It's a great film. Phenomenal. Stand at a solid fifty-fifty. We call this an impasse, guys. Yeah, well, it, this is definitely an impasse. I M P A S S S. S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S. And 17 pairings after that motherfucker. Oh, Alright, so the next topic that we have, goddammit. I'm going to play this shit for y'all niggas because hopefully you motherfuckers know what's up. All power and glory go to God. You going to play the whole 10 minutes? All what we doing? It's from God. When a hero stumbles, Blame the whole thing. Well, the cowards rejoice. <laughs> Nothing feels better to a coward than to watch a brave guy fall. I got you. Now, you guys might have seen in the news that I caught coronavirus recently, and then I did. Oops. That's as high as it goes. Because in the beginning of the pandemic, I talked to a guy in the live entertainment business, and I said, when can we go back to work? He said, probably sometime in 2022. And I said, there's no fucking way I can wait that long. And I just tried to find a way that I could This is Dave Chappelle, Redemption Song. Don't worry, I'll skip. I tried. Like all these months, I've been doing all these shows. God damn it, my number was up, and then I had the wrong. Oh, yeah. That's I was rejoicing at the time. That's my because Isn't they're that? so invested in being afraid. And when I said that I dick had is actually sad. the overwhelming majority of people wished me well. So we hope you get better. Yo, hold up, man. Yo, show me that shit again. <laughs> Yo, Dave, I love you. We're going to talk about it in, like, without the video. That was Dave Chappelle and his, his special called Redemption song, but we're we going to talk about this shit. I got to read this because this is, like, what the fuck. R&B singer. This is from what? Entertainment Weekly? Entertainment? All about laughs. Okay. R&B singer Maya reveals she's in a sologamous solo Salagamous relationship <laughs> and has been happily married for seven years to herself. She's not aware of the term asexual. <laughs> is this real or is this like uh, <laughs> fucking. Is this you like, just asked me what I was laughing at and then I showed you. <laughs> is this real? I'm, about, fake, to, I'm right? about to verify it. I haven't been able to verify it yet. This is fake. I just seen it and There's you no asked way. me to show you. <laughs> Ain't mad at her. Is that Maxine? That is Maxine. Yeah. Hey, so so Dave Chappelle got his money from CBS Viacom after a a couple months battle and asking his fans a to know. A couple months battle? No. 
It wasn't a couple months battle. This well, was, it was a couple months. Decades. A couple months. This was, a de- this was at least a decade. It's, it was over, fi- over 15 years. Super can super I fucking, can I finish? I'm just trying to make sure you're correct. In what shut, you your, shut your high ass up. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, after coming out publicly against Netflix, HBO Max, and Comedy Central, also, which is owned by CBS Viacom, to this week received confirmation that well he received his payment and also um the the publishing and the licensing to his own fucking name and his own fucking show and now Chappelle show is back on Netflix we had an episode about this maybe 10 to 15 10 to 12 episodes back probably like October uh was it that, that was uh, it was, yeah it was like yo. back out back in October we had Lacey Chris on the show he was a guest on the show and Jason was still a part of the cast. Light skinned Chris. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know a dark skinned Chris. I know a Puerto Rican Chris and a Haitian Chris. I know all types of Chris's. Yeah. I, I, I name them by different random things. Like, gotcha. uh, Chris the Mechanic. Yeah, see? And then, or, or, or Chris who likes the Spurs. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, the Spurs are a good team to like. I can't call, I can't nickname him by what he does because I don't implicate him. But I hear um, you. Chris, Chris. Exactly. The knowledge will. <laughs> the knowledge will. Nah, I will never call him that. You know, fucking inflate his head. His head's already half a watermelon. Um, so, yeah. Um, this nigga got his shit. He did a, a, a special or a 10 minute. Well, he probably did a special, but there was a that 10 was minute. A PSA. Yeah, he did a 10 minute clip, 10 minute PSA on his um, IG page called Redemption Song, where he goes in on. All the things that have happened in the last month and a half with white folk, you know, the storming of the Capitol, this, that, and third, and, you know, his his colleagues laughing at him for asking us to boycott Netflix and to boycott this, that, and third, and he came out clean on the other side like Tim Robbins in Shawshank Redemption, and for that, he'll forever be the GOAT. There's power in numbers, and that's something... He, he used the power of the people. He one thousand percent, and that's something that Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah, you know, when he gets out of prison, there's a scene where he goes back to the office and he's like looking all around, and he's just like, "What well, is people? There's power," and that's the most powerful line in the fucking film because it's true. Dave Chappelle understood that. Fred Hampton, Martin Luther King, Malcolm all X, all great people understand. All the greats. I don't care who it is, my Angelou, Langston P. Hughes, fucking W.E.B. Du Bois. All the great freedom fighters know that the people have the power. And by our silence and by us not watching Chappelle show on any of those platforms, before and after they took them off, like you said, it made the show worthless. Mm-hmm. And they had to pay him. Well, a product is, is only worth as much as you're willing to pay for it. Absolutely. So if the people are willing to pay $0, the product is worth $0. Mm-hmm. If the people are will, willing to pay $10, the product is worth worth at least $250 million. Mm-hmm. If the people are willing to pay $10 for it. If they're willing to pay you know, $7 a month, it's worth billions. For a company to own another her, another person, like an actor, entertainer's f- fucking name. Prince. The artist probably know. known as Prince. Yeah, yeah, which is why he had to switch it over. But for 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 him to now own that shit. He won he went at his masters with his masters. And that's why Hope said what he said. He said, I gotta save my little money. Cause these thoughts ain't free. And then these thoughts like he knows. These niggas know. 
owning your masters, owning the rights to your name, owning your licensing, your publishing is dangerous. You know what I mean? So we have to protect Dave Chappelle at all costs. I'm super happy for him. Shame on anybody who was in the comedy community that dissed him and made fun of him and thought that he was a clown. For did that? There's a whole bunch. Black and white. Black and white. Are you serious? Black and white. Yeah, hell yeah. Yo, the sheep are everywhere, bro. Because the sheep like being paid by master. Like master, master gives you a good check. Master gives you health insurance. If you remember a sack, you know what's worse than a house nigga or overseer? Thousand percent. That's why I don't fuck with Uncle Ruckus. That's why I also don't fuck with the nigga that was uh, the overseer in the movie Life. Hmm. That's going to be your ass, boy. Claude, if you listen, get off the... Listen, if Samuel L. Jackson wasn't Samuel L. Jackson, he might have lost a lot playing what he played in Django. Yeah. Steven. One of the worst coons of all time. That nigga was worse than Uncle Tom. He knew. <laughs> what do you point? She's pointing. This is what at- he did. This is what he did. Yeah. He did just like this. He's like, hmm. yeah. You know that nigga. <laughs> you know that. Who is that nigga on that nag? Nigga, why does it matter? The that's how you know the niggas a hater. And he didn't say nigga. He said, nigga. "Who's that nigga on that nag?" Yeah, like, bro, why does it matter to you? Are you so happy that you get to wear a bow tie and a first vest? Of all, first of all, I done got far enough to where I'm in the house. I can read. I get to greet people. And you're on a fucking horse. How dare you surpass me? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. What that was. Jealousy. 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 Unity. That's, that's the definition of a Brutus. Yes. I mean a Vajus. Excuse me. Facts. Um, last but not least on our topics for the night. Not mentioning in the comments. Asian... Elderly people have been being attacked across the country, but primarily on the West Coast. And a very prominent YouTuber, it's YouTuber, aka uh, former cast member of Wild and Out, Tim Chatteransu, also known as Timothy De La Ghetto, finally spoke out after a few over a year of these attacks happening under our nose without black folks, black and brown folks, and BLM and woke. Millennials being aware and talked about it on his uh, Instagram page and it even featured his father. Shout out to his pops. Um, I kick your ass. Yeah, he's uh, I very I kick your ass. Uh, so yeah, man. Apparently, there's been an uptick in Asian elderly folk being attacked by random white men, and it's been happening since 2020, since before like early 2020. And I'm I I just got abreast of it. Today. Well, I became aware of it because you shared it with me. Yeah, I, I became abreast of it 10 minutes before I shared it with you and Thompson. And so I'm shocked. But I also saw, because I shared it with y'all, and because my phone spies on me for the feds, um, I also saw, uh, <laughs> I also saw on my laptop, not on my phone, an hour later because on Facebook. Because your signed in on there and it's signed in on there. I don't have Facebook on my phone no more. That's just no, dead. No, your Google. Yeah, yeah, my Google. Yep. Uh, I saw that there has been a... There has been a... <laughs> there's been a special task force of Asian law enforcement officers in California that have been headed up and hired to investigate these malicious crimes. And there have been a couple deaths. Mm-hmm. All of the elderly that have been attacked have been over the age of 60 
Uh, there were a couple Vietnamese men uh, who were pushed to the ground and suffered severe heart attacks that ended up being fatal because of these attacks. Well, uh, pushed desperately. They were shoved, forced yeah, to the ground. Yeah, forced to the Let's ground. Let's use the words that they used. They, these old, older Asian individuals were forced to the ground randomly while being unsuspecting and on their way to wherever they were going. Yeah, it's been it's been really bad. And Timothy Delgado finally spoke out about it. If you don't know who T Timothy Delgado is, he is a Filipino YouTuber who is known. If you as don't a know rapper. who Timothy Delgado is, I hope the rock that you're under is made of diamonds. You're stupid. How you miss him? You can't miss him. Hey, you can if you don't watch TV. There's a lot of niggas that don't watch TV. But he finally spoke out about something that that's related to his fucking culture, and I'm. Proud of him for doing that, but I'm also like, wow, because I can't believe that this went under the radar for so long and, you know, BIPOC didn't know about it because black indigenous people of color are supposed to know about this type of shit. Mm -hmm. But this situation existed for over a year and nobody really knowing about it from our from our side highlights another issue about the, like just the lack of it's unity, like, it's like his, the lack his, of his, unity. I don't know if it's a lack of unity. It you is. Know? I want to stop you there because... No, there's a lot of black people that don't give a fuck about Asian people. This is true. But here's the thing. Um, for those who do care, it's like the only reason why they feel like they can treat Asian people the way that they treat them is because it's okay for them to treat black people the way they treat them. They don't ever treat us like that. They'll run up on us and just shove elderly black folk into the fucking ground. Like random white people. I'm not talking about cops. Cops shoot us no, on no. camera. What they do, what they do is they assassinate us. Yeah, yeah, they shoot us Com in on comparison, camera. But listen, in comparison, that's a slight. That, that's horrible, but it's not. It doesn't compare to the mass genocide and mass imprisonment. You know, new slavery that we are facing currently in this country. It's all violent. So it's all here's, bad. Here's my thing. That's what I'm saying. It's all bad. But but the only reason why they feel okay doing it to. A just, uh, an injustice against one of us is an injustice against all of us. Absolutely. So, people are saying, let's face the big problem. Because of this big problem that's happening that people are talking about but not really talking about, people are not facing this big problem head on. So, the small, the other problems start to spread. Hate amongst No, they slip through the cracks. Yeah, well, hate against one group spreads into other groups that are different from you. A threat to justice anywhere is a uh, a threat, threat to justice, justice everywhere. everywhere. Is a threat King. to justice everywhere. Yep. Do you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. if we're at the point where the the greatest injustice has been done to who? Negroes. The greatest injustice continues to be to who? Negroes. If we solve that greatest injustice, we use that as a platform to make sure that hate everywhere is a Hopefully. Is no that that is the goal, if you ask me. That is the goal. Macro level, but it's not the goal collectively. But we have we have to do it on a on a micro level as well. And no, no, you're not wrong. I'm not disagreeing. I'm telling you. I'm not saying you disagree. Yeah, it's not. Some Negroes don't give a fuck about the. But some you, Negroes don't give a fuck about LGBTQ. That's, that's that's one of the things that we recognize when we, we say we need to work together. Right? Yeah, that's absolutely. one of the things that we recognize that we're missing yep. because everyone's not as educated as the other. You know, so there are people that who seek knowledge, right? There are people who are given knowledge. There are people who seek knowledge, and there are people who have very little knowledge. Mm -hmm. People who have very very little knowledge most likely do not seek. If they were not born into situations where they could 
openly have available knowledge about what's right, what's wrong, mm -hmm. it's a whole different kind of story. The people who seek knowledge can be in either one of these groups. They're game changers. The people who seek knowledge. Not the people who know. Because the people who know, it's like second nature. It's really not as impactful as someone who comes to that realization from sitting the fuck in the middle. To where they have the option to not seek the knowledge and they have the option to be given to not the knowledge. They seek it. Okay? So now you have someone who is like, all they know is what the U.S. told us about our history. And if you know that, it's like, we're worth this, we're this, this how the government looks at us, that's that. They don't have much knowledge besides that. So anything that's not black is not right. Because the world is against us. Mm -hmm. Some The people who seek knowledge recognize the impacts of injustice in one place and how it can have a ripple effect. Like if you throw a stone in a pool or water onto everybody involved. We are interconnected. There's levels to this shit. There's, there's dependence. There's independence. And then you get to that level of interdependence when you recognize we are connected. Absolutely. And the problem with the people who you're talking about is they don't recognize. They're at that point of independence where they feel like they don't need anybody. Absolutely. You learn valuable tools in that independent stage. But it's when you get to that interdependent stage, that shit changes. I get it for smart. Blow that shit up. You're not wrong. And that's what black folk got to get. BIPOC. That's the acronym. BIPOC got to really be BIPOC. So here's, here's what I have to say about this. I hate the fact that this is happening to anybody. Mm -hmm. For you to openly feel like you can attack anyone, let alone the elderly who have lived lives long enough to earn those damaged, those damaged bones, to earn those deteriorating limbs, for you to feel like you have the for you to have the audacity to do such a thing, you're fucking trash. Yeah, yeah. And if it's any shit. any person of color who's participating in this shit, you're double, quadruple, triple trash. Mm -hmm. Like you're the trash that needs to be removed from this planet because clearly you're causing pollution. Word. Because you don't understand. Yeah, man. It's it's sickening, you know, and to like watch the little clips that were shown in his video. No, I'm good. Um, it's just it's what the fuck. It's just, it's really bad. It's, it's really bad. It's infuriating, and it makes like I felt like I was watching the George Floyd video all over again with the uh, eighty-year-old Vietnamese man who got pushed in front of the garage door to the ground like a fucking animal, only to find out that he like suffered severe injuries, had a heart attack, went into cardiac arrest, and died from that attack. And that is not that is not what we're here for. That is not what we should aspire to like and i can only imagine that that level of hate and the magnitude of how deep that hate goes only comes from the guy who used to be in office before sleepy joe mm -hmm. and it takes me back to how shitty and how fucking dangerous and how scary it was to live in this country as a person of color for the four years that he was in office and to see that old habits from back then are still in place, even though I expected it to be. I didn't expect it to transition and, and, and form and, and transmorph into something that was even more deadly. So the evolution of this hate Pokemon was unprecedented. Doug, no one <laughs> no one knew that there was going to be a white Charizard out here pushing elderly Asian people. You're no right. one knew that. You're right. 
We expect that to happen to us. We expect that to happen you to right. Latinas, so, Latinos, so from, Chicanas. So from, from Anakin to Darth Vader. This nigga. This was a whole new level. Whole new level, bro. And they using the force at an expert level. At an expert level. Yeah, they can only be two. They're fucking retarded. <laughs> Let's eliminate the rest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, my prayers go out to all of the all of the uh, victims of these heinous crimes in the Asian community. And we stand in solidarity with you, man. Like, Black Lives Matter stands for everybody who is not white. And I, I, I need the white passing Asians who think that they're above all of this shit and above the protests and the seven Asians. I need you motherfuckers to get on board because what's happening to your grandfather, your grandmother, your great aunt, great uncle, whoever, your mom, dad, that is a part of what we're fighting to abolish. We are all on the same page, bruh. I get it. It says Black Lives Matter. I understand that that's like the, what people get hung up on. White folk who are far right, Black Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter in orange and pink. Now, I get the, the Asian to kind of... like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I get it. But you have to understand, no group of people were fucking disenfranchised, displaced, kidnapped, and sold more than the black and brown body. Black and brown slaves from Africa. It's still mm. happening today. It's still happening. The, the, Shout the, out to the, fucking Ethiopia the, and places where piracy is still a thing. The it's, preschool to prison pipeline is a real thing. She said preschool. She She's trying to get deep on y'all. We ain't got time because niggas will drown. But what I will say is y'all got to get stop hanging on to like the actual literal. Yeah, step back. Yeah, yeah, step back, nigga. Step back like Steph Curry with a three on a half court. Um... Y'all need to stop worrying and hanging yourself up on the fucking terminology and really step back and process and analyze and assess. How are you not different from us? Right. Regardless of fact, we are, regardless of race, we are all human beings. Race is a social construct. It is literally a social construct. We are all human beings. And if you need to go deeper because y'all motherfuckers love dogs, we are all living things. Brianna is retarded and she's also on one tonight, but she ain't wrong. She ain't wrong. And so, like, I need y'all to just do better, man. Real talk. So if how you, would you take care of your dog if you didn't have a light bulb? The filament is 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 Jesus Christ credited to a black man. All right. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Just, I'm just no, no. You don't apologize because do you it. can't you can't equate us. Even if they were to equate us to dogs, I think they would treat us better. The problem is perhaps. They treat, they, you know how they rescue dogs? I ain't never seen them rescue kids the way they rescue dogs. You're not wrong. There's a whole organizations, Facebook pages, Instagram pages, Twitters. These are these dogs that are found in the wild money in their motherfucking business. You rescued them and made them an Instagram page, and now they're famous. Black kids get kidnapped every day. You don't share it, but you'll share about a puppy that needs to be adopted. Paulo Carlos. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta unify. It's not about separation. It's not about what ethnicity is more dominant than the other. It's literally about if you got melanin, I don't care how light it is, and you're not white or can what could be considered unanimously non-white. Even if you're white passing with Afro roots, and I say Afro meaning the whole diaspora. Mm-hmm. 
Jamaica. So, I mean, Southeast Asia, like Asians too. The Asians, that's why they, that's why them niggas don't, they, Absolutely. Chinese and Mandarin Asians, they don't give a fuck listen, about majority of Vietnamese we, Asians. Listen. And we're supposed to be what's, rapping, so. What's, what's white has been right for so long that people don't understand the value of who they originally were. And, and the value of people as who they are, regardless of what color they are. Not wrong. Anyway, get to rap. We love y'all, man. This is episode 208. This is Bree and Wale. Clute left early to go DJ because he's a bitch nigga, but he should be here for the whole episode next week. Um, fingers I, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed big time. It's, na- it's kind of like it's kind of like playing bingo. Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Wale. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a.k.a. Stocking Cat Whoa, like a. a.k.a. <laughs> does Stand Up here with Bree Bree, a.k.a. Rihanna, a.k.a. Bree with the Shoulders, a.k.a. Brist the Soldier. And Bree, be telling them what you be telling them when we sign off. I just need you to do me a favor. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their mother about the pregame podcast so everybody listens in. Everybody should hear the pregame podcast. Absolutely. And we on Spotify. We on Google Podcasts. We on SoundCloud. And we on a whole bunch of other platforms Apple I can't Music. remember. You we are on us. Apple. We Wherever you listen to podcasts, if you don't have the pregame podcast, you downloaded the wrong software. Because everybody has a software to listen to the pregame podcast. What she said. We love y'all. Until next week for episode 209, we will holla at y'all. Peace. And of course, we can't forget, Hagrid's holla.